Alright guys, today what we've got is uh, we're going to be plying again. Uh, it looks like we plied off of our last quill um, in the previous episode. So we're going to put another quill on today. Then we're going to bind it in to our plying quill and uh, then just keep going. So we got to slide this one off, and then we've got to slide this one on. And then we'll weave it through both brake bands. And then that will pull up towards... Oh, this one's kind of, it's not spinning the best. I think it'll be fine. But then we will pull it up towards this uh, quill that we've got on the pliant spindle. And we should be able to bind in, or uh, to blend in. First, we need to put our wheel together. So, take this off and slide those two washers off with it. Put the drive wheel to the side, scissor out the uh, frame, and then the drive wheel goes back on with one washer here. Got the mic. And then the other washer behind, and we tighten down the wing nut. here and then we run out these uh, drive band we're good to go this one is going to take the place of this eh, it might be a chore getting it on there maybe not so we'll slide it on and then we're looking to splice this in to our two ply we got to find our two ply first and that's right up here this was the last place we had two plies and it's getting rough pulling them apart right there Oh, there we go. Alright, so what we'll do is add just a little fake twist right here. We'll lay it alongside the other one. Add the uh, counterclockwise twist that will lock them together. And we're good to go. And we can actually wind that on because that has a lot of twist already. And we're off and running now. I do need to reposition my lazy cake because it's not in the right spot for us to do this whole quill. But let's get some yarn on here. And then we will 
go, I think, this way. So the reason I'm setting it down um, this way is because since this has a greater diameter, it has to do fewer rotations as you're pulling the yarn off because of the, uh, you know, um, perimeter of that uh, quill, not perimeter, what's the word I'm looking for, um, circumference, so the circumference is greater, so it takes less rotations to get the same amount of yarn off, the circumference is um, less than on here, so it takes a lot more revelation, or uh, yeah, uh, rotations, now what's nice is I'm pulling against two brake bands on this side, but since I'm pulling from between these two on this side, it's only pulling against one. So what it's going to do is it's going to kind of even out the drag between the two of them. And uh, it's done as easily as just positioning it with the larger one that way and pulling from the smaller one this way. Um, just makes those the, the drag on those two more even, which is what we want. It is wet here. The uh, rains have been coming for a few days and still wet out here. Hopefully we'll have a lot of stuff growing before the fall comes and kills it with the uh, frost and whatnot. And then we... Uh, have a lot for our sheep and goats to eat on while they are um, <clears throat> trying to survive the winter grazing. So I will call it quits on this uh, quill, this plied quill, um, as soon as I get to the bottom of this um, quill that I hadn't ran out of yet, the one that was still on there, but um, it's smaller. And then I have another quill that's already about the size that my big quill will be by the time I run off this amount of yarn. So if I didn't say that right, I've got a large quill and a small quill here. I'm going to stop making this skein as soon as the small quill runs out. The amount that will still be left on the large quill is equivalent to another quill that I already have ready to ply. And so I'll throw that on in place of the small quill, and then I'll be able to start plying that yarn um, with those two quills matched in size which is pretty nice.
Now this isn't quite uh, four ounces yet. This is only going to be a little more than three ounces. I think typically you're going to want a. Uh, am I wrong about that? Is this only two ounces? It's hard to tell because when it's on a bobbin, it's only this big. So you take all this and you add it onto that, and that's how far out it's getting. Um, but the problem with this is um, we're going to have just under 200 yards of a two-ply when we run out of the smaller quill, I would say like 180 yards. And uh, I'm trying to remember if my fingering weight is like two ounces at 180 yards or, you know, like uh, 1.6 ounces at 180 yards or if it's 1.6 ounces at double that. I think it is um, only two ounces that we're going to have on here. But again, that's 180 yards of uh, a fingering weight two-ply that that skein will be made of which is less than you want to sell commercially for my, um, what I would try to sell is like 200 yards per skein um, because that gives you more than enough to do any hat that you want um, from a fingering weight. But then it also, um, You know, is a good start by the if you buy two skeins, 400 yards will do a lot of projects like most of your accessory projects, whether it be socks or gloves or whatnot. But as we've mentioned in the past, it only takes me like one and a half ounces to make most of my hats um, because after I've got the hat knit and uh. I weigh it, it's only like 1.5, uh, 1.6 if it's heavy. A lot of times I can stay down at 1.4 or less, but, um, saying, but, um, a lot. The, uh, thing I want is smaller balls that are more compact and easier to travel with. So, I'm actually spinning because I'm using fingering weight and knitting with like size 15 needles. I actually need a smaller um, ball of yarn because I'm doing like three strands at once. And so if I'm taking, uh, let's even say one and a half ounces, three strands at once, that's just a half ounce of ball I want. Um, so that's a lot less than this, even as a two-ply. Um, well, this is probably three times as much as... Uh, 0.6 ounces, and I'm only wanting 0.5 ounce per ball, so essentially, even if you split this skein three ways, it's more than I need to do my um, stocking cap projects. And having more yarn than you need in your bag um, isn't always the best, because I do like to do a lot of knitting while walking. Uh, we live in like a downtown area and we walk a lot and I like to just have a messenger bag with my yarn in it that I'm knitting straight out of 
as I go, and again, um, that becomes a lot easier if you only have your three dense balls, uh, you know, that you're pulling from in that bag while you go, and that's what I love. But that doesn't help when you're doing um, yarn for other people, or if you're trying to sell for people who don't even know what they're going to use the skein for, you want to get um, closer to that, like, 200-yard uh, skein for them. We are almost out of this smaller spindle, and then we'll be pulling the quill. just to show you where we're at. This is what we got working here. So when we run off that small spindle, we will tear the uh, part that leads to the bigger spindle and this quill will be done. Now, uh, a lot like, I'll just take a smaller quill and throw it on the lazy cake when I ran out of a quill that I was plying because I just blend it in and keep going so that my yarn is never really, um, like I don't tie knots, I uh, splice it in um, and it's just one continuous line. I never find the joins again, like, because I knit most of this yarn and uh, I never come up again. Uh, along a part that uh, I'm like, oh, i got to be careful with that because that's where I spliced it. I, look, I, I can't find them. I don't see them. Um, but anyways, then going back to it, when I have a skein like this that I'm pulling from, when I get to the end and I cut it or I pull it apart, whatever I do, um, when I am knitting, I will go ahead and join that in. I also have ways to... Uh, join or to splice a single ply to itself on a two-ply, um, making a perfect seamless joint um, in the project so that I can keep going. Let's say I start with a single yarn and I'm at the beginning and I'm going up and I run out of that yarn. Um, I'll always run out of that yarn in a bend and if it, people don't know what a bend is, it's a loop. So in other words, the end of my yarn is never um, two live ends uh, because what I do is once I spin the yarn I'm always coming off of uh, like an Andean ply at the end of it and when I wind it up what I end up with is an uh, end that's connected because I went all the way to the center and uh, at the center then there's always like this loop so anyways I take my two ply, I run one ply through that loop this way, one ply through that loop this way, I bring them back, join them together, and add that counter twist, so now your two ply has continued on through, um, unbroken, you just knit it into the row as you go around, of course it doesn't, it's not really uh, any larger to speak of, the stitch doesn't stand out, but it is locked in a, 
almost anything that you knit is locked in um, as soon as you're past that stitch and I will keep going and then if I go back and I have to pull that out it'll even pull out like a single strand of yarn it won't come apart of that spot so uh, it doesn't really matter that I only use a third of this and then I use the rest of the ball for another project and I only use a third of it because all my yarn is fingering weight it's all the same color weight because it all came from the same fleece uh, so I can not only match quills inside of the same two-ply but I can also match um, cakes of yarn inside the same project without running into any issues all right, so this is where our um, small quill ran out. We'll take our big quill here. And uh, just to illustrate, if we want to make that loop, we'll come down here, find a place with lots of wool, and we'll pull apart. And now that wool, we can add our um, twist to here so that we can lay it against this add our counter twist and then we will come all the way out oh I lost it there alright we will come all the way out until we find the exact middle we'll continue on with that counter twist <coughs> and then this will be the end of our yarn and uh, it's that loop right there that's what it's known in the knot tying business is a bend. Uh, so that loop will be where we put it on the uh, ball winder. That'll be the center part that we start winding around. We'll wind up that whole ball, pull it off, and then because we'll use center feed, we'll always be starting with that loop, which is what we ended with when we were plying. And that's why I can always splice to it with a um, yarn that'll have two open plies on it because it's been cut from a previous project or whatever. All right, hope I wasn't too scratchy this morning, but that does it for um, this uh, skein. And we'll get that caked up so that I can use it. But we will go ahead and uh, throw on another uh, quill and start our next two ply. <laughs>